Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. I'm your host today, Compass, and I use they-them pronouns. Kia ora, everyone. My name's Alex. I use he-him pronouns, and I'm uh, the guest on the show today, which yeah. is very exciting. <laughs> Welcome back. You haven't done the show in a while, eh? Thanks. Yeah. No, that's so true. I am, um, yeah, I am. It's been a while, definitely. Yeah, but, I, think, um, I think last year we did a show together about being non-binary or non-binary identities I think mm. it was a long time ago yeah wow yeah yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's really awesome that um speak out is up and running and yeah thriving. love it love it yeah so what we're here to talk about today is being asexual um because it's asexual awareness week um this week so I think it's the went from the 20th or 21st to the 26th and also the 26th is intersex awareness day so if you're hearing this before that day, definitely like show your support and all that. Yeah. 20, that that's a Saturday, hey? 26? Yes. <laughs> I had the dates, I'm... but not the day. <laughs> cool, um, that's exciting. Should yeah. we all we should all wear yellow and um, purple. Yellow and purple, yes. The the intersex um, flag pride yeah. colours. Yes. Yeah, so you are here today. Because you identify as asexual, correct? I do. That's yeah. right. It would yeah. be a bit awkward if I like brought you in. Plot <laughs> <Yeah. like, laughs> twist. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I have no authority to speak. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm identify as asexual. Yeah. Um, I have so I've done so for I don't know probably the last few years. Um, I'm also trans, so it'd be interesting. Maybe we can touch on some the intersections between being ace and trans a little later on. Um, but. Yeah, I think there's there's so much um, invisibility of mm. ace identities just in general and there's a lot of debates, you know, within and outside of uh, rainbow communities about where <laughs> asexuality belongs, I guess. Um, uh, and so I guess it's important to maybe start off by saying that not all ace people will identify within this rainbow community. Um, but in saying that, the rainbow community is, or at least should be, a welcoming space for ace people um, because there is that sort of shared experience, I guess, of uh, being discriminated against or marginalised because of an aspect of your gender, sex or sexuality. Mm. And because so often gender and sexuality are conflated or, you know, thought of as, like, um, determining each other, there's definitely um, overlap with, like, people's experiences. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, a, a good place to start with, like, you saying that, you know, asexuality is quite marginalised. Like, a lot of people won't know um, what being ace actually means or the language around it. So mm. I guess a good place to start is by explaining what ace means. Yeah, Do you just want to give us a quick... Yeah, sure. Yeah. So um, asexuality, and you might see it, like, spelt ace, like, A-C-E, like, as in, like, the, the, the card. on the card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is... Uh, describes sort of the experience of lacking or an absence of sexual attraction. So often when we talk about attraction, we assume that that means sexual attraction, um, but there are so many different types of attraction. We have um, platonic attraction, so just mm. like friendships, romantic attraction, so aromantic, which we won't probably cover today, but that is another term that refers to people who don't experience that romantic attraction. Yeah, um, and I think it's important as well to say that asexuality and aromanticism are not the same thing of, like, mm-hmm. we're talking about different types of attraction, therefore those identities are two different things. But a lot of the time, like, or sometimes, 
they will be quite interconnected. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Like as in, like, oh, you don't, you're, you're just not attracted to somebody yeah, in a romantic or, or sexual way. Yeah. yeah, but you can be, say, sexually attracted but not have that romantic. And of course, these these terms are um, like all of them sort of self determined, so they they mean different things to everyone. But just generally, um, ace is also thought of as a spectrum. So there might be um, people who do sometimes have sex and. You know, maybe they have a partner who enjoys sex and they do it um, for that reason or they... Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you might have people who are sex repulsed. They actually find it disgusting or have a sort of visceral reaction to the even just the thought of having sex. So you have people, you know, all across the spectrum and being asexual doesn't mean that you hate sex. There's definitely a difference between not experiencing yeah. something and yeah. hating something. Um, and... Yeah, and it's not. It's about your own subjective experiences. It's not about um, whether someone else should be having sex with someone or not. You know, like yeah. it's it's not my opinion that I think sex is gross and that everyone shouldn't be having sex. It's my experience that I don't think about. Like sex just doesn't cross my mind. And it's not something I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's really interesting. I feel like I I don't get to talk about or hear about um asexual experiences um especially within the rainbow community because it you know it's super marginalized also it's on a spectrum so everybody's experience is different but i feel like we don't give ace people enough of a platform to talk about it and we were sort of touching on it a little bit before of like asexuality is like an absence of something whereas maybe like your gender identity or a different sexuality is like a presence of something if that makes sense mm, yeah totally yeah so asexuality uh is i guess some ways a little bit different from say identifying as pan or bi or gay because that's referring to some like a specific type like there is an absent there is a presence of attraction right so you're attracted to it's defined by a presence mm. whereas asexuality and a bit like with agender as well you it's defined by an absence which means that i know at least for me i don't because i don't think about you know i don't think about my attraction or my sexual attraction a lot it doesn't pass my mind because it's just not there <laughs> like yeah. it's it's less i would say it's sort of less of an identity for me than say being trans and maybe i've just been so preoccupied with exploring yeah. my gender identity i've sort of like you know left the sexuality part on the back burner but um yeah even like throughout transitioning I've still it's still not a thing that I think about every day and you know maybe of course like people who do experience sexual attraction may not they not think about <laughs> sex every day as well but I think that's something I noticed growing up um you know when like every, you know, your friends are going through puberty and getting like developing relationships and really you know exploring sex that's just something that I could like objectively be like, okay, that's a thing that people do, but I just didn't understand it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah and I, because it doesn't really come up for me because I don't seek um, sexual relationships or even I don't really ex like seek any type of romantic relationship either. Um, I, yeah, it just doesn't, yeah, it's just not like, it doesn't feel like a really sort of core part of my identity, mm. um, but I acknowledge that it is, and I'm so proud, and I would always advocate for yeah uh, people who may be more actively marginalised because of their asexuality. Um, I think people who probably 
um, are sort of like exist or navigate those sorts of more sexual spaces um, for example I don't know like you know nightclubs and like bars mm. and going out um, they might come across more sort of discrimination or like questioning or delegitimization um, but I feel like I've been pretty lucky in that I don't really yeah the, the spaces that I um, that like sort of exist within don't discriminate against yeah you know me oh, that's good to hear that's good so <laughs> I've, I've definitely had a lucky run of it but um from reading some stuff or people's experiences is definitely um there is so much mm. there's just I think there's just such a lack of education and awareness about it that people are confused yeah because it's such an unquestioned thing that like we live in such a sexualized society you know all the advertisements like if you, you know you can just pick up on all the ways that sex manifests in society um and there's it's no surprise that it's so unquestioned it's like of course everyone you know and like the the, the fact that by like biologically that humans are meant to reproduce and all that stuff like mm. that you know that we exist because of sex like all that stuff is um really ingrained in society and i think it's it's yeah it's yeah. interesting it's like well why you know like why, why do I not experience sexual yeah. attraction? I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I do feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it does kind of go back to that thing of people aren't super educated about different types of attraction either. Like um, we do some schools workshops with Inside Out and we very briefly touch on different types of attractions and the amount of times I've had school kids just be like, what does this mean? Of like, we think there's this one clump attraction but when we break it down like we see that the way you can be attracted to people interact with people they can be so different and so diverse but we focus so heavily on romantic and sexual um attraction because they're sort of like lauded above the others in a way like that's through stuff like our media through like advertisements and stuff like that it's just it's everywhere <laughs> like you can't escape it definitely yeah. and if you haven't no well i'm sure you all notice it but i challenge you to go out and just even when you're walking down the street and just notice the different ways in which sexuality and sex are like there mm. <laughs> especially in like, like media advertising of course is an easy one but, yeah um, yeah even like conversations you overhear or yeah it's there are lots and lots of little cues <laughs> yeah yeah and it's sort of I guess it's it is sort of a talking point of like we want to know what other people's relationships are and that sort of thing, but we never think about like who who are your closest friends that sort of thing like that's not hot goss if you, you know yeah it's so true yeah you know, the, that like sort of you know the dishing the dirt type yeah. thing about yeah yeah I think as well like I th I think in the last sort of year I've gotten really I've got some really amazing like platonic relationships that I'm just like I love these people with all my heart I love them so much but it is it always comes back to that thing of like if you're close enough to people they assume that you're in like a romantic relationship that sort of thing when so it's like there is definitely like some types and forms of attraction are lauded over others which is really sad <laughs> in yeah, some ways yeah that's so true I think like I've I've always had really solid friendships. Like I've I'm so lucky to have had two people, especially who I've like literally grown up 
with like since I was one and and so I've got few but really close friends and I wonder if I had say more like I wonder if like I would feel a more of a pressure to be in a different type of relationship if I didn't have such solid friendships mm. that makes sense like um because I think a lot of people may still feel like ace people will feel pressure to be in sexual relationships because of the messages that um, yeah uh, sort of put upon us but that doesn't and so people might yeah mm. seek those but then deep down realize that that's not that's not for them yeah like, it's not their experience yeah. of that yeah and I guess it like all goes back to how we connect to people and like how we interact with people as well mm. and I had a train of thought and I lost it but it was a really great train of thought so hopefully it'll come back yeah no. but it was just sort of thinking about like you saying that you have some really like amazing really deep friendships and I guess there is like safety and security in that mm. where a lot of the times we think that we need to get safety and security from romantic relationships. Like you can't move in with someone for the rest of your life unless you're married, like that sort of thing. Or like you can't commit to people unless it's, you know, a marriage or a romantic relationship, that sort of thing. Mm, That's another interesting thing, eh? Like cohabiting, you know, like the idea that you have to be, it would be weird if you weren't in a romantic or sexual relationship if you lived together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so much to unpack here. I feel like we could just talk for like (laughs) eight straight hours, like just about like, so my friendship here is that it was, yeah. (laughs) There are so many aspects and it can get, especially because it's not always talked about. So there is like lots to unpack just because there aren't many opportunities maybe to talk about it, as you said earlier. Um, So yeah, I, I think another sort of myth-busting thing, um, which is, is like with any diversity of sexual, mm. sexuality or gender, is that, yeah, it's not a choice. That I think, yeah. you know, it's just like a, a 101 thing that um, to not think that, you know, there's a difference between choosing to abstain from sex and just... Not li- wanting it. Yeah. yeah, like there not being a bone in my body that is like... Yeah. <laughs> interested yeah. in the act of or, yeah, yeah just, like uh, like celibacy or abstinence isn't the mm. same thing as asexuality even though sometimes they go hand in hand yeah 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 definitely so and i think another thing i um no often in biology or zoology um like asexual creatures are like animals non-human animals are ones that can produce by themselves so like mm. they can reproduce have babies but not like they have like sexual organs i don't know how it works yeah but that's another thing i think that we often think about asexuality is like an animal thing like yeah you know it can be conflated and, and then that maybe causes some confusion about well what does it mean for humans if they're asexual because of yeah. course we can't reproduce ourselves um but yeah there's like Imagine how much of a mess we would be if we could reproduce ourselves. We'd have, like, we're already overpopulated. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, and, like, you know how, like, like frogs have, like, hundreds of little spawny Yeah, oh, my gosh. Thank goodness. Thank that. goodness we're, like, we're <laughs> like this. Yeah, but that's so true of, like, even when we look at, like, other social creatures as well, like, so much of what we study um, about animals is about their, like, sexual relationships or about, like, the family makeups if that makes sense mm. of like 
you know, biological family makeups of like, this is who these people have kids with or raise their kids with. And it's all about reproduction rather than like, I guess we as humans can sort of think this is what I get like personal enjoyment and fulfillment out of. And for some people that is having romantic and sexual relationships, but for Mm -hmm. others, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the other thing eh, with, with sexuality and sex is that you, it's like, it's, it can be, for purely for pleasure yeah and then it can also be for like procreation and so there's yeah. that like it's interesting that if a lot of sex is about pleasure then i just seek pleasure in other ways yeah. like you like know, knitting or yeah yeah, yeah. Like reading a book yeah <laughs> running i don't yeah. know yeah things that there are so much, so many other fun things in the world. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Yeah, is um, in fact, I think, yeah, I don't know, mm. I don't know, I, I don't. Yeah, and I guess like, as well, they could sort of like, when you grow up, like as a teenager going through high school, it's like sort of seen as this is part of growing up of like having your first partner or having your like first sexual experience that sort of thing it's sort of like lauded as an experience that you have to have in order to have fulfilled your like your your to-do list for you know adolescence in a way yeah which is like the rites of passage eh, that come with like your first kiss and your yeah yeah and and all like the teen movie the coming of age stuff or like it's again just all it always i can't think of one coming of age movie that isn't about sex and relationships and that like awkward yeah. fumbling. Yeah, thing, I can't yeah. think of a single one. If anybody out there knows one, please like <laughs> let me know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess that's another thing that we're sort of fed as teenagers, like through, you know, media and books and sex ed and all those sort of things. Of like, even if you don't want it now, in future you are going to. Of like, maybe you're just you're like a. I don't know, a slow grower. What what should I say? Like a late, yeah, late, late bloomer. bloomer or yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slow oh, grower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taking a little time. Yeah, just shape. Taking your time. Yeah. Blossom. Yeah. Yeah, which is I feel like it's so invalidating as well to hear that of like what you're experiencing now sort of like doesn't matter because in future it's going to be different if mm. that makes sense. Which I feel like I think like so many people in the rainbow community can relate to that because we're told that in regards to our sexuality of like it's just a phase or you'll grow out of it or you're just a late bloomer and then as well with like gender of like you don't actually know or it's just a phase you're too and young. Like, yeah you're yeah. too young which is it's so invalidating to hear that and that being constantly you know projected at you and I feel like that is so much more apparent for ace people because it's it comes from the rainbow community and also the non-rainbow community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I think there's yeah a lot of common ground. Like people can react if even if you know you're not ace, um, as if like just as I'm not pan or bi, like we can relate in that sort of facing, I guess, questioning from yeah. all sides. Um, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, th- um, I guess another point as well, for me personally, like my experience of being ace is that I haven't, I, I'm quite open-minded about it. I'm open that things like some people experience fluid sexuality that I might one day, you know, experience that yeah. like currently and from my past experience, 
I have had not zero interest. And that's another thing I think that people often, uh, a question that uh, people will throw at ace people is, well, how do you know if you haven't had sex? How do you know that you don't like it? Mm. Um, which I think <laughs> you you can yeah. know what you don't like without having experience. Yeah. It. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I don't like acupuncture because I'm scared of needles. Like, I I don't exactly, want to. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there are things that you don't like because you know from other yeah. clues that you don't like it. Like, yeah. I know what, I've seen enough about mm. sex that I know that yeah. it's not. And yeah. I feel like as well, sex is such a, a vulnerable thing for, I think for so many people, like pretty much everybody, it is vulnerable. It's like, it is your body, it is yourself. And it's like, if you don't want to do that, you should never have to. Because it's like, it is you, and if you, even if you had never had sex, you never have to, because that's your choice to make. Totally, yeah. that comes back to the agency and autonomy that we yeah. have over our bodies, and that, yeah, definitely. Mm. And yeah, yeah I, I think I just, I want, I want to take that open-minded approach, because I don't want to yeah. shut down any possibility of anything, Yeah. but I'm like very certain that it wouldn't yeah. happen if that makes sense yeah. like I, f- yeah. I feel like that's very relatable to a lot of the rainbow community of being like I feel like we have been very rigid because we've been told that like oh it's just a phase you're going to change so it's sort of like no I know yeah. this this is who I am but I feel like we're moving into a space now where people are able to go actually like what I experience now is valid even if it changes next week and I feel like we're moving into that space which is really exciting um because it's sort of like reclaiming that fluidity for ourselves Mm, if that makes sense that's a really good point actually that idea that we that um that sort of like solidification of our identities is a response to the you know the undermining of our identities um yeah that's yeah, and it's like, it's almost like, yeah, we have to prove really strongly mm. this is us because otherwise we won't. But that's not necessarily, like, that's a story that, of course, may be so accurate for many people, but is also a story that we have had to tell just yeah. to be legitimized. Yeah, it's like you doesn't... have to prove yourself, which mm. is so toxic. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, like, that leads to a lot of people, like... Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to put this, but I feel like it it makes people put themselves into a box that they feel uncomfortable in, even though it is a rainbow box, if that makes sense, of, like, mm. you can't tell non-binary people to just put themselves in a binary trans box because that's not them. And in the same way, you can't tell somebody else, like, put yourself in this box and label that box and stay there forever um because like yeah close (laughs) the lid but tape it up because like you have to stay there forever like that's not fair on Mm. anyone and that's not how human beings work right and for people who identify cis and straight as well will i did will i mean many people experience so much fluidity within their you know like there's of course there's difference between sexual identity attraction and behavior as well like those things don't always align in the way that we think they do yeah and yeah, I'd like there have been some awesome art projects and research that show that so like a majority of people don't identify as a hundred percent straight 
always attracted to the opposite sex, whatever yeah. it means. And, you know, like, that's not... That's like a, a social myth or a story that we've told. Yeah. Which doesn't relate to everyone's experiences. Yeah. And I feel like, as well, it's so weird to me to say, like, if I really connected with this person, their gender or their sex would entirely, like, invalidate, like, any romantic feelings or any, you know, romantic or sexual feelings I had for them because, like, having a human connection is the most important thing, first and foremost. Yeah, and I think every... Well, most people would agree with that, eh? Like, it's not... Ultimately, it's not about that. And some people have, you know, they've got, like, people like different things. Yeah. Which is totally cool. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just, yeah. It's just, yeah. I, someone had a really cool, I guess, metaphor analogy thing about, like, it's okay to have boxes, but as long as those the lids are open so that mm. people can change and if they want to put themselves yeah. in the box. And... I remember somebody saying something about, like, um, put, like cats and boxes of like if you you just put a box somewhere a cat will go and sit in it like um, if you even if you just draw like a square on the floor a cat will go sit in it but then you try and put a cat into a cage or you try and force that cat to go into that box it's not going to stay there uh, of like good. yeah of like it's okay to choose a box when you're the one to choose it when mm-hmm. you're comfortable and you feel safe there but if somebody else tries to pop you in there immediately, it's like, no, yeah, no, I don't resistance. want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know what you need. Yeah. yeah. If like, it's... you don't get to make assumptions about me and put me in this like spot. Mm-hmm. Like that's my own choice. Yeah. 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 That it comes back to your body, your choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's all about your own agency. Mm. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> all right. I feel like we we just like went off. We were just good. like it was great. I, it feels I was like, like we're you know we're on a train and the trains just stop at the station. Yeah, and it's like okay, hey, what next? Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, I just need to like absorb that for a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess like going a little bit more onto myths of like, I know some people that think that um like ace people, a romantic people are sort of like unfeeling or very cold. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing of like. They don't want to have relationships with anybody, if that makes sense. That, like, they want to be alone for the rest yeah, of their life. Like, they're a hermit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, oh, like, man, do it if you so, want to. I mean, like, you... start that herb garden you've always wanted to start all by <laughs> totally. yourself. It's yeah. liberating. So yeah. All the time that you would invest in sexual relationships, doing things that you enjoy yeah. yourself. <laughs> That's my mentality. I'm like, it's really oh, liberating. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, like, imagine how much we'd all get done if we just, like, every time we, like were like thought about sex or like wasted our time on it we like went and did something productive wow. like went and planted a tree man our productivity levels yeah it was like zoom yeah. yeah there's not to say you know of course yeah like, and then i think i think about that like sexuality like the act of having sex for people as like yeah a thing an activity a pleasurable yeah. activity that people do yeah and i just so happen to do other pleasurable activities yeah um, that don't involve sex in that way um there was a point as well that i that um crossed my oh that's right about the cold and unfeeling thing yeah i think if you flip the script and ask yourself well i don't know who i'm talking to here but like if someone asked themselves is the only place that i get those like warm fuzzy feelings and self-worth and all that is that is that 
are they only from sexual relationships or experiences? And if so, I think there's maybe something there yeah. that maybe needs to be Go addressed. Go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But like, uh, yeah, yeah pe- that, that idea is so, um, yeah. like I, I get, you know how you get flash forwards of like you and yourself in like 30 yeah. years time. And, and I had one the other day. I was like, what will I be like when I'm 50? And like, naturally I don't think of, you know, when you just like have that, first impression like yeah. I don't see myself with anyone I'm just like I see myself yeah like <laughs> chilling yeah, yeah but there's a difference between being alone and firstly being alone and being solitary like yeah solitary is like the enjoyment of one's own company and mm. being okay with just being in your own presence which luckily I am a very solitary person so I don't feel that need to have constant oh, relationships the complete opposite I'm like <laughs> so sometimes I just like Sometimes I realize, like, I've been, like, in my house for, like, two days and I'm just like, why am I so sad? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to call someone now. I'm going to go for coffee. And then, like, everything's like, I can't do it. Like, even, like, for one day, I'm just like, no. I mean, I think there's definitely, like, I'd I'd probably draw it. I wouldn't be able to spend, like, a whole two days alone in my house, like, with, like, zero contact to the outside world. But I, I have been on a few, like traveling by myself for like a week and that mm. does that does get lonely but again yeah. like you meet people on the way and yeah, you know yeah. the hostels you're staying at and yeah all that anyway that's really off topic yeah um, <laughs> but yeah I guess just to like reiterate that yeah there's there are so many ways of finding um like really quality relationships mm. and yeah. fulfillment and like yeah spending time and that's right so like thinking about yourself in the future yeah um Okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we, we have to wrap up now. Up now. Think of um, yourself in the future. And, yeah. 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 Um, but we are going to carry on this conversation in podcast form where we'll like carry on talking about this, um, which you can find on Spotify, Podbean, um, iTunes, music, slash podcast, whatever. And also on our website, insideout.org.nz. Yay. You've been listening to Speak Out Radio on 106.1 FM. And... We're continuing on. Welcome to the loyal ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it would just be awesome to just carry on with our My train of thought. Yeah. About, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that like we've gone like two minutes over time and I was like, ooh, they're not, <laughs> <That's a wrap. laughs> not going to be happy. Um, yeah. So just talking about like, I don't know, seeing yourself in 50 years and then. Yeah, yeah, and just thinking about, like, I guess what I value and what's who the, who the people would be around me and who mm. I'd be living with and all that. And, yeah, again, when I think about that, it's sexuality, having sexual relationship isn't really part of that. Um, it might be for other people, but, yeah, I think... Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, just very like... content. Yeah. Um, that. I think another point that I did want to touch on as well is that uh, often, like people can still be attracted to a certain gender or sex, um, but in like a romantic way. So that's yeah. that might be called like heteroromanticism or homoromanticism. Yeah. Just to get a bit technical there, yeah. just to throw in some more yeah. terminology. <laughs> um, but so, for example, like I think I'd identify more as like homoromantic, which means that I, as a trans guy, am attracted to male-identified people mm. um in like a oh like you know i can like, like in a romantic I, way yeah, yeah like, or like, like a 
Yeah, that's like yeah. we could hold hands. Like, <laughs> like um, yeah, and like a, and like a, I can, I'm a, I'm attracted to you. I can see your like, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. like your heart. Um, yeah. I have a little crush on you. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but then the line would be drawn if, if like, if there was any question of like engaging with any sexual yeah. aspects of the relationship, which, like, yeah, that just that's where I draw the line. And yeah. I think for me, I think there's a lot of internalized sort of doubt and uncertainty mm. around whether I would find a relationship just getting real here yeah um, <laughs> no, but, um tell tell us your feelings yeah, <laughs> yeah get deep in me yeah, yeah um no like i i wonder like who would want that i feel like it's a very specific type of attraction mm. and i think luckily in the rainbow community like there are so many types yeah but outside of that i do wonder like whether i'd ever find someone who would you know, have those specific requirements. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. sort of like having specific dietary yeah, requirements. Yeah. <laughs> so like, imagine yeah. if someone was like vegan, nut-free, gluten-free, like all at once, you know, yeah. like there's a certain amount of food that they can enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like, yeah, like sort of being attracted, firstly, being a trans person attracted to sometimes this guy is like, yeah. I firstly, most of the time they're not gay. Secondly, like how would they relate to a trans person? Would they even mm. know what a trans person is? Like, yeah. all those questions definitely are factored into my, like, wondering about whether I yeah. would, I would be in a relationship, um, let alone, like, yeah. any type of relationship. But then the sort of sexual is, like, it's sort of like an additional thing to consider, yeah. I guess, and that, that most people, that's something people do want out of, say something that starts out of as a romantic relationship and moves on yeah. to a sexual relationship um yeah but that's just like yeah it's just it gets a little bit complex i think yeah and i think that's yeah. totally like a very real sort of i don't know thought or fear or train of thought or anything like that of like we see relationships in this one way of like you go on your first date you do this thing you this thing this thing and like so often sex is in there and it's like so much in media and in our own lives we don't think about the ways that romantic relationships especially can differ from the narrative that we're always told of like you have to do this in this particular order you have to do all of these things within this particular order of like you know like after six months you're official like yeah, or like yeah. after two years you move in together and then after three years you get married and then like this that sort narrative. of thing yeah, yeah it's like there is even if sometimes we don't like to admit it there is a progression that most people follow or think mm -hmm. they have to follow which I think in some ways it's really damaging to relationships when they don't follow that mm, of like, yeah. um, like you can't move in together because of your financial situation or where you're living or, you know, mm. you want different things out of a relationship. And I feel like so often we see that people are just, I feel like it comes a lot from movies as well of like, you want different things for me, therefore we are completely incompatible. Whereas it's like, you could just be like a little bit lenient to your <laughs> partner and things would work out yeah. if that makes sense 
That's yeah. right, and I guess it's in a relationship, and whether it's monogamous or um, polyamorous, or like there, you know, you do negotiate your limits and yeah, and what you want out of your relationship, and often sex is like maybe more of like a natural, like a sort of integral part of that narrative. Mm. Yeah, um, and whether it's like straight, you know, from day one or like further down the line. Um, and of course there are like religious and cultural aspects to that as well. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, like when it's just not there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess that's what I sometimes really enjoy so much about queer relationships or queer friendships is that I feel like we're a little less afraid to be like, this is, you know, we don't need to follow this path and, like, this is how our friendship is or how our relationship is and that's fine and we're both happy and content and that's good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There is that, I love that, like, the queering of things, you Mm. know, like, yeah, why does it need to be this this narrative? Um, Yeah. And, like, this rigid, strict thing that we can't really, like, get out of when like your relationships should be fun and like they should feel nice and not difficult or scary or rushed Mm. if if you like get what I mean of like you're allowed to take your time with relationships or you're allowed to not follow that narrative or you can follow it and then completely change it up like you're allowed to as long as it's like you're both on the same page and you both feel good about it like that's what matters in a relationship Definitely. from from my point of view at least yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure and yeah no i'm sure i'm sure there are heaps of people out there who like would be you know like there's not there are people who experience sexual attraction who would be you know like accommodating for partners mm. who say don't aren't interested in sex and like for lots of different reasons not just mm. because of like the lack of attraction but like because of whatever other reasons yeah. there are for not wanting to engage in yeah. sexual activity so it's just a sort of a similar thing I guess of like yeah figuring out your individual sort of like yeah. tailoring things to your own needs and yeah and I think yeah not being scared like which maybe I still am that being ace means like you, it's harder to find a relationship I think that's probably a myth that is dispelled quite a bit um, yeah. but that's like some people just don't want one in the first place and other people um, might internalize that idea of mm. like oh well, no one will want me if i don't want sex you know that yeah. um and i think that's really important to to debunk to say that that's yeah. not you know like that's again yeah. another thing that like oh you're trans you won't find someone who loves you or yeah you're gay you know all those different things it's yeah again the same which is so not true yeah because i feel like there is like a common story um throughout um ace people of like feeling like they have to have sex if they have a romantic partner because that's what people expect and maybe like feeling guilty if they don't and that sort of thing which i think is so super toxic um in a relationship of like you shouldn't have to do something that makes you uncomfortable or vulnerable simply because people expect it of you if that makes sense mm. yeah yeah and it's, it's really easy to to listen to those messages and and act on them or internalize them eh? but that like 
comes back story of the the, yeah. the message of the day the that it's all about self-determination really mm. um, message of the day agency yeah <laughs> agency 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 yeah yeah <laughs> we try <laughs> yeah yeah. AA, it's a different type of AA. AA. Yeah, it's a different type of AA. The other. I was thinking about the oh, automobile association. Yeah, yeah. AA. Asexual agency. <laughs> I love it. Oh. <laughs> Name of this episode. Yeah. Asexual agency. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess... I, I love going back to that sort of like thinking of yourself in 50 years kind of thing because I, I think I'm a very like, I like to look into the future sometimes and be like, oh, what do I actually want? What do I want to see? It's like, like yeah, it's like, Ooh, what? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's super interesting because I think as well, for me personally, I think what's really important to me right now are my platonic relationships of like, I feel like, sometimes that gets robbed from us as rainbow people growing up of like you don't trust the people around you enough about your rainbow relationship or rainbow identity so you sort of cut people off a little bit Mm -hmm. and I think me personally in my own journey of that I'm finally back in a point where I can be like you're important to me and I trust you and I trust that you like aren't gonna leave or something like that something sad we're getting we're going this is just therapy at this point it's like yeah but yeah public therapy enjoy um yeah but I think like for me personally my platonic relationships are so important to me and I feel so much freedom from not having to think about like romantic or sexual relationships all the time because I'm just like I love these people and I'm gonna spend my time on them and not worry about what is expected of me and what Mm. people think that I need to do in order to like have my coming of age movie like that sort of thing yeah yeah and it is like that liberation of Mm. just like you know what your focus is you know you know your limits and like you know that that's you know in that moment as well as looking into the future which is more just like a thought experiment right yeah like and I guess that you can reflect on what you value by doing that. Um, mm. But yeah. Just... I was like, I didn't realize how much I wanted a herb garden. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. I, I really want to live like somewhere with a garden where I can like grow things. I didn't know but that's something get... I wanted. <laughs> so now, yeah, now I do. know. Yeah. You can get, get started. Like, herb, yeah. you could have like a mini herb garden. Like, oh my gosh. Maybe I should start with like succulents or something. <laughs> I yeah. killed a cactus once, like within two yeah. days of having it. I hear overwatered it. It's impressive. Yeah. In some ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, hear, <laughs> I, f- yeah, I feel like I should try again <laughs> like, yeah. to fulfill my dream. Was it one of those ones that you can like break them off and replant? I don't think so. I think it was too dead to do that. It was like a little tiny one. Um, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's such a, a really great thought experiment, I think. And I think as well, it's so important to recognize what we value in our relationships and in ourselves. And I liked what you said a little bit earlier about like just feeling liberated and feeling content of like, you're not always looking for the next thing or looking to the next Mm. relationship. If that makes sense of like, 
you're allowed to be content in surrounding yourself with people um, who are your friends. Mm, yeah. Definitely. I think, I yeah, I as much as I do sometimes have those questions about, you know, like, what, what is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am genuine, generally and genuinely um, content, like, yeah. with, you know, if I wasn't, I'd probably still be thinking about it more and trying to figure things out, but I'm like, totally fine with it. Like, yeah. there's... I think that's another thing that, like, I've never felt like it's a wrong thing. You know how, like, things are only wrong because society tells us if they are right or wrong? Yeah. It's Except like, murder, that's wrong. Well, okay, some yeah. things are universally yeah, yeah. just plain yeah. inexcusable. But yes, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, things like asexuality or even gender and sexuality, we've put so much value on them, mm. but inherently they don't have any value if that makes sense. Like, yeah. they are neutral in the way that it's yeah. just another type of they're human just, variation. Yeah, they're just a thing that humans do, but we put so much value on them because they're so important to us. And I feel like that comes from like having to reclaim that and having to learn how to be content with that. Like, mm. power comes with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Self-power. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, things are so often put in a hierarchy but um, because there's not, and I, I wonder, because there aren't as many sort of, there's not as much out there about asexuality that mm. I've been able to form my own opinions about it because I haven't been, because there are no messages. Well, there are. Yeah. There are the negative or like sort of mis, mm. uh, misunderstood messages, but largely I've come to it myself. I ha- there are, there's such a lack of resources, yeah. sadly, and um that it's been quite a sort of individual journey and I've met some awesome ace people along the way and have connected but yeah like in some ways that lack of messages has almost weirdly helped me to just figure it out for myself and not think of it as a negative thing because yeah. I didn't get there was no point in my life where someone told me that being ace was bad yeah I it was a natural development that I figured that out and mm. then I looked into it a bit further. Yeah. You know, because like, there were such strong messages about homosexuality being a sin mm. or trans people being mentally ill, yeah. all that stuff, which I think, you know, in terms of my trans identity, definitely those messages influenced my thinking. Yeah. But for Ace, it's a bit different because there is still yeah so much, such a lack of knowledge. Yeah, such a lack of knowledge and, like, such a lack of, I guess people's stories being told I suppose as well of like yeah that's really interesting actually of like even though there might not be you know positive messages coming through there's um inherently massively negative ones as well which I suppose is sort of where a lot of it comes from the assumptions of things that you have to do and that sort of thing of like do you think those the assumptions of things that you have to do are more impactful to ace people than like outright negative yeah sort definitely. of yeah i think it's way took more me a implicit. while to like no. say that <laughs> but yeah no i think that you just like spot on i think it's way more the messages and the sort of marginalization is much more passive but quite like um not as obvious as some other messages about different sexualities and genders like yeah. yeah it's more like uh okay like i don't quite get that 
um, maybe you're just confused. Like you know, it is it's subtle, and it's not to undermine the, like the negative yeah. harm that it has, but um, it's yeah, not as like there aren't you know like you won't see people picketing like going out on the streets being like ace people. Maybe maybe it might. I'm showing my ignorance here. Maybe there have been yeah. um, like public, and I'm most likely in the states. Um, and you know, even like in the UK, you know, whenever I hear anything bad happen, I'm like, was it the United States? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, like the yeah. law of New Zealand, it's, yeah, um, yeah, you know, we've we're mini on everything, yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I feel like that does sort of you know display how much just ignorance can be harmful, of like people not being educated can be like harmful in a different way than being outright bigoted, if mm. that makes sense, of like ignorance is still it still really impacts people and it impacts how seen or respected they feel in a space and like yeah. that intentional ignorance like choosing not to engage or not to learn because yeah. no one has any excuse with the yeah. internet and everything like you can find the information but if you're choosing to say oh it's not it doesn't bother me like yeah you know i think yeah definitely and i think there's a cool opportunity as well because there is a relative lack of awareness to start from a point of like this is a positive thing or this is a natural yeah. neutral thing like um rather than we having there's less work to combat yeah very harmful stereotypes as we've mentioned before there are bit myths that are out there but yeah they're probably yeah they're just a bit different and like that they're not yeah and that's what I find really interesting, uh, especially when looking at, like, the difference between, like, homophobia, biphobia, lesbophobia, transphobia, acephobia. It's sort of, like, even though they sort of stem from the same place a lot of the time, which is, like, either ignorance or bigotry, like, the way they present themselves are super different of, like, transphobia presents itself in, like, misgendering and dead naming and not making forms inclusive homophobia like it presents itself in different ways and biphobia is like about erasure and acephobia is like it's about erasure as well it's like it these different types of phobias and discrimination they show themselves in different ways but that doesn't mean one is more harmful than the other like obviously um people being like physically violent towards people it's like super dangerous but that doesn't mean that the impacts of those um like lesser forms of violence mm. aren't still as impactful yeah. yeah absolutely that's really like there are so many different forms of oppression or yeah even like discrimination and oppression and all those yeah it's yeah it's, it's there's a, no like hierarchy yeah. of what's worse or better definitely yeah. not no yeah and i think it's like that saying of you know doing nothing about a situation is just as bad as the people who are yeah perpetrating the evil yeah don't be a bystander that sort of thing yeah, yeah. be an upstander be an upstander everybody Woo. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and i think as well like ace people i can imagine that there is so much i feel like there are some commonalities between sort of things that non-binary people and ace people might experience with constant invalidation of like i feel if you're a binary trans person it might be a little bit easier to be like my pronouns are these gendered pronouns and have that whereas like if you're non-binary and have like um gender neutral pronouns like it's easier for people to be ignorant and then have that like 
that constant ignorance being mm. an issue rather than outright bigotry. So it could be as simple as like, you know, your aunt at a family reunion asking you if you've like got hitched yet, like that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 And, and I guess another thing around like related to that is that yeah, the, the sort of expectation of having kids mm. as well, like like what you know, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's fascinating. Like thinking about, but there is you know so many different um, ways like assisted reproduction and all that. There yeah. are luckily so many different ways. Is like outside of just you know yeah. classically like having sexual yeah. intercourse and making yeah. a baby. A man and a woman love each other very much. <laughs> but yeah. again, that is yeah. an issue, a commonality between um, lots of rainbow yeah. members. So. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I find it like very interesting because I think we touched on it like a little bit, but we didn't really go in depth on it and of how ace people are treated in the rainbow community. Because I feel like there is so much ignorance in the rainbow community that we don't like to address of like we have massive issues with racism and ableism. But we also have a big issue of being ignorant about people who are in our community of like the amount of times I've met people in the rainbow community who don't know how to use they them pronouns or like don't know what ace is or just don't know how to interact or respect people with those identities it's I think it's so important to talk about them and like call ourselves out and be like we can do better we as a community can do better yeah within within communities and also yeah 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 for sure and I think like the intersections as well um because I think I'm personally really interested in like the trans and a sort of Mm. intersection um yeah but yeah, no, there's yeah. a lot of work to be done, definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like that... I, I think we touched on it a little bit of Rainbow Spaces having, like, a really heavy... A, like, a really heavy drinking culture, but also, um, like, a massive hookup mm. culture as well. And, like, the sort of classic, um, like, in Pride Parades, you know, the, um, the ripped, like, you know, gay men and their, like golden yeah. undies you know like yeah that, that's yeah. Like, you know that very i mean that is very one one small aspect yeah. of like a bigger you know, cultural thing yeah. yeah and i think you know for so long sort of gay culture has dominated those spaces yeah so that's like cis male gay culture typically mm. um but of course that's diversifying which is yeah. amazing and as well i think yeah i think and then i think that's related to that debate whether where, you know, where does ace belong? Because, of course, cis straight people identifying as ace, like, that's, um, yeah. It, it so, happens, it exists, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, that. it comes like identity policing, right? It's like, yeah. who, who says, like, Who do we let in? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, if you're not, you know, if you're just ace, like, da, 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 like, that's, I think that's so damaging. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that's a good, I think a good question to, mm. to ponder on is how, to actively like actions that you can take to make yeah. spaces more inclusive yeah or... and it, i think as well it's sort of through so much of the how, how so many people in the rainbow community reclaim their identity and the like sort of say they're proud of being rainbow and being queer is by reclaiming their sexuality of like and that is like 
10,000% amazing. Like, it's so good and so awesome to see. But it's also, I think it makes me think a lot of, like, how do the people that don't want to sexualize themselves or sexualize their community fit in here? Of, like, how do we make space for these people that are empowered by their own sexuality, which is amazing and awesome to see. But how do we make space for people that don't feel comfortable for that or, yeah, don't feel comfortable with that or don't want to do that or maybe, like, today's just not the day for that? Like, that sort of thing of our rainbow spaces need to be diverse enough for everybody and they can't just be, like, one note, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think there's... Again, like, just being mindful of when you're talking about these sorts of things, like, using inclusive language or making sure, like, you're not always talking about, ah, you know, I always hear, like, oh, the queer community's so small, everyone's just, like, hooked up with everyone else, and it's like, well, I don't know, it's not, like, I don't, I just sort of notice that as, like, a, oh, that's a very, like, yeah, you're assuming a lot of things by saying that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 And then... I think as well it comes back to that rainbow people are just inherently sexualized like all the time by like ourselves but also by people outside the community as well of like being rainbow seen as a very sexual thing which Mm. is like great in some ways but also not so great in others like yeah and I think aspect of yeah it's one aspect of who we are and we can show so many different sides of what we do and who we are and who we actually have in our community that, you know, isn't sexual at all. Yeah. 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 Do you have any, like, closing thoughts? Any Anything you would love to get off your chest or something like that? Uh, I'm just thinking, like, outwardly, like, what sort of resources or things that might be out there. Um, and unfortunately there aren't that many in Aotearoa we do have our more than four video um, yes so go to YouTube and type in more than four asexual inside out yeah keywords like that yeah um, and that video is about asexual and aromantic oh, true, so true. it's it's a combo deal um, <laughs> oh, I l- yeah I love that video so much it's so amazing it's great yeah yeah, yeah. definitely um, uh, I think like in terms of online there is a Facebook group in uh, like a New Zealand specific one um, and there are resources from I can't remember the <laughs> organisation's name uh, in the States like there oh, are, yeah. um, I think it's A-S-E-N no Asexual something network yeah Anyway, I'm I'm not doing... I'm going to shut up now. I reckon what I'll do is I'll link some resources in the description box of this episode and I'll make sure that they go up on Instagram as well. Um, So um, we'll go find some resources (laughs) and we'll pop them there. Make the resources. Yeah, we'll make the resources. Yeah. Um, And we'll do that, I reckon. Yeah. And you're all good. You're okay. You're, You're... you're valid, as you are. Yeah. Remember to wear pink, purple, pink, purple and yellow on Saturday. On the 26th. Or yeah. Sex Awareness Day. Yes. Ooh, Let's go. go. Happy Ace right. Week. Yeah. Happy Ace Week. <laughs> Kakit.